If you haven't been capable of everything you've done with either deconstructive people or constructive passive levels of support, what in the world could you be capable if you leaned at the constructive active relationships in your life or you created some of those if you don't have them already? Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Bain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Welcome. It's your messy and magnificent gal in residence, Carly, and big warm welcome to you. Have you ever noticed that there are certain people in your life that might really celebrate you? Like when something's going well, they can't wait to be by your side. And there are others that just never get excited (laughs) about what you care about. They might say, hey, how are you? And you answer and then they're like, okay, great. And then they move on to the next thing. Well, today we're going to be talking about how other people talk to you. See, there's been a basic assumption that one of the foundational purposes behind relationships is to be there for one another during times of hardship and challenge, helping each other with our needs. And yes, for obvious reason, this is really important. But for decades, this has led to a lack of study about what happens when we're there for each other during positive times. And it turns out that after some research has been done, the folks who can celebrate what is going well with us Well, we tend to have deeper and more meaningful relationships with them, and it bolsters both of us as we grow upward and onward. Now, what we found is that there are four types of relationships that we can have with other people when we're telling them about our goals or our successes and our desires. And when I say relationships, sure, I'm including romantic partnerships. But I'm also talking about your friends or your coworkers or colleagues, family members, heck, your male person. Because what we found is that while there's four types of responses that people can have to the wins or goals we have, of those four, there is only one type that actually helps us. Only one type that uplifts us. And so when we're able to spot that one, then we know where to go. When it's time for some support or when it's time to celebrate what is good. And we also know where not to go. (laughs) This has been a really important life lesson for me. When I stopped wasting or draining my time or energy trying to get some people on board that were never fully going to be there anyway. And conversely, knowing where to go to have the support I need to live into the dreams that I've got. Here's one thing that's causing me to bring this thread of conversation here to Messy and Magnificent. I am noticing that for the folks out there listening, and please tell me if this is you, that you like to grow and learn and reach new goals and improve upon things for yourself and for others, right? And if we're honest, that's not always easy. (laughs) So why not take the extra leg up where we can and know what types of people we can count on, which won't be that helpful, and that way we we know where to go when we want to get stuff done. Cool? So if you have goals that you want to live into, this episode, it's for you. 
expect on this episode to learn the four specific types of responses people can give us, which one of those actually helps you. And then we're going to bring this baby full circle. We're bringing it in home by making sure that you know the straightforward way you can talk to yourself that will be the most helpful. Because at the end of the day, we're not responsible for how other people choose to respond to us. We can't dictate that. But we can know how to talk well to ourselves. And today we're going to talk about exactly what that looks like. So this is the part of the show where I normally give a shout out to somebody who's left a review on iTunes or wherever you're posting your comments. Please keep them coming. (laughs) You're going to learn in today's episode part of why they're so important. But also, I just love being able to repost what you share with me and be in conversation with you on social. So keep it up. But today I'm doing something a little off script. I'm doing something a little bit different. This comment came to me from somebody that I actually know. So full transparency, I know this person and it was unsolicited. They sent me an email out of the blue and here is what she said. You are magnificent. I just listened to the podcast about having time to rest. You are such a powerful, engaging speaker. You're pacing the quality of your voice, your language, the organization of the content and the content itself, your authenticities, your stories, your wisdom, your energy. You are so impactful. You rank with the top speakers I have ever heard, people like Deepak Chopra or David White. You rock. I love listening to you and learn so much from you. I am so proud of you. I love who you are. Oh, isn't that amazing? This message came to me from Marsha, who's been an important family friend. She is family by choice since as long as I can remember, since I was a little kid. And it just so happened she's a pioneer in the field of life coaching. And so I really value her opinion, both as a professional and as somebody that I know personally who's meaningful in my life. And what she just did was initiate one of the responses that we can have in a relationship that makes all the difference. It builds bonding mechanism, trust, and a renewed sense of capability. And in a moment, we're going to go over exactly why that is. Because it's not just that this message is nice. It's that this type of message actually helps Marsha and I be closer to one another. Not to mention, you better believe when I got this message on my phone, I took a screenshot of it and I made it the background of my home screen on my phone because I'm just like you. I have all the same normal doubts and wonderings and imposter syndrome that everybody else has. And I have found that knowing that I can celebrate with certain people, not everybody, makes all the difference in the world. So thank you, Marsha, and thank you to everybody else out there who has the back of another woman in your life. We all rise so well together. So as we start, I want to invite you to pause for a moment and consider a project or a goal or a win that you might be focusing on. Something that you would love to be living into or something good that's already happening right now. So for example, maybe you just started a website or a blog, or you just landed a new job, or you just applied for a new job, or you're thinking about making a change in your relationship because you know it's the right thing to do. So I just want you to hold something within your own mind that's relevant to you. It's something that's important to you. It's meaningful. 
And perhaps it's something you're welcoming in. It's something you're looking forward to. Because as I go over the four types of responses that people can have to that, it helps to have something that you could consider if people responded to what's going on in your world. So as I mentioned, there was this old school assumption that having people who are there for us during the tough times is the most important thing. And it turns out while it is incredibly important, none of us would be where we are without help from other people. We actually bond with people through wins, through things that are going well on a deeper level. So there's been some research and I'll post links to that research in the show notes for this episode. Gable and Gable Reese and Downey back in 2003, 2004, they released some studies that indicated that positive events tend to happen at a higher frequency than negative events, meaning we have more small wins throughout the day than we have loses. So just that alone means there's more opportunity to connect around good things because there's more good things happening. Now, research has also shown that responses to those positive events have a higher impact on the well-being of a relationship than the way we relate to each other in hard times. Meaning, we lay a foundation for ongoing trust, capability, and confidence when things are going well. So many psychologists have sat down and they have outlined four different types of responding, meaning four different ways that people can give you feedback or interact with you after you've shared something good going on in your world. So hopefully you're holding in your mind an example of something that's working in your world or something that's important to you in your world that you might share with somebody else. And for the sake of these four examples, I've just made up a scenario for us. This isn't based on anybody real. I'm just making this up. So the scenario I'm making up here is Sarah. Sarah just got an email from a colleague of hers, Rachel, and she really admires Rachel. And Rachel has invited her to lead a seminar together. And this is a great opportunity for Sarah. She can reach a larger audience. She connect with other people that are passionate about her work and her interests. Not to mention the gig pays really well. So that's a bonus too. Now, her partner, Harold, is at home and he is smack dab in the middle of a great book that has just taken a fascinating twist. So he's particularly captivated by the book he's reading. So if Sarah walked in the door right here and Harold had a destructive, active response, he would do things that are kind of squashing her win. They are limiting the event. He might be dismissive or demeaning. He might say things like, I don't believe you, or that sounds stressful, or aren't you kind of worried you're going to mess this up? So in this particular scenario, let's say Sarah retells her news and Harold throws his book down in frustration, looks at her in the eye and says, are you for real? I don't get why you would ever even want to work with Sarah in the first place. I mean, are you even qualified to be on the stage with her? This is unbelievable. Don't accept it. You're going to embarrass yourself. You've never really been into public speaking anyway. And you can see, oh, in this scenario, there's a good chance Sarah's going to feel defensive and an argument might happen because she's been under verbal attack here. This is an actively destructive response that Harold is having in this scenario, right? Have you ever encountered a response like this to something you wanted to do, right? Maybe. Maybe not. And that's important. And we'll get back to why in a moment. So that's a deconstructive, 
active response. It is actively tearing down what is good in that situation. But there's also a deconstructive passive response, which isn't quite as aggressive. It's not quite as obvious. So when somebody's giving us a deconstructive passive response, they're usually kind of turning their focus inward rather than responding in a big way to you. They might be avoiding or ignoring the person sharing the good news. Might look something like, yeah, well, I'm kind of busy over here, or they don't even look up from what they're doing. So if we go back to this example scenario, let's say Sarah gives her news and Harold doesn't even look up from his book. He acts like she didn't say anything. And then he distractively says, did you pick up dinner on your way home? There's nothing to eat here. Now here in this scenario, it's likely that Sarah is just going to walk away, right? There might not be a verbal confrontation here. She might just feel speechless or deflated or dismissed. And Harold might notice that he could have responded better, right? When she walks out the room, he might realize, oh, that probably wasn't the response she was looking for, but he doesn't know exactly what to do about it. So I think it's important that I point out here that nobody is necessarily the villain and the victim right? That sometimes we just don't know how to respond or people just don't know how to respond. So I'm curious for you if you've ever experienced a deconstructive passive response where somebody is just kind of oblivious to the exciting or important news that you're trying to share. I know I have. I have dated that guy. In fact, I've dated that guy more than once. (laughs) Didn't learn the first time, right? And I found for myself this to be a particularly insidious type of relationship because it wasn't obviously or in any aggressive or grandiose way destructive, yet it was destructive, right? It really was deflating. It wasn't a place I could go to for support. So those are the two deconstructive ways that people can respond to us. But now let's talk about the constructive ways. The first one we'll do here is constructive passive. So again, also a passive response. It's that same kind of low energy, maybe delayed response on the quiet side. It might sound something like, oh, that's cool or that's nice. Good for you. But no follow-up questions. They kind of just move on to the next topic. So in our scenario here, Harold probably wouldn't even look up from his book, but he would say, oh, that's good. Maybe we can finally afford to go on vacation then and kind of go right back to reading. And Sarah might appreciate the brief acknowledgement, but she's also disappointed that Harold didn't feel the same amount of enthusiasm and excitement that she did. And so it's kind of like the wind is let out of their sails. There's certainly not any bonding or trust being built in this relationship in that moment. Now, I know for me, and I'd be very curious to hear from you if this is something you've experienced. I experience this a lot, (laughs) especially in casual social situations. So you're, you're at a dinner party, you run into somebody, they say, hi, how are you? You say, good. They say, how's work? You say, oh, we're working on this project. And maybe you talk about it for a moment or two. And then they say, oh, that's nice. And they either move on or they launch into stuff about themselves, right? And it's not because they are malicious. It's just they are not able to be fully present to what's important for you. And I have come to find that many people fit into this category who I really care about, who really care about me who are really good people to be around, but they are not the people that I bring my good or important news to. Because when I do, we will find ourselves no better off, right? It may not be worse off, but we're not any better off. And sometimes we actually are a little deflated. 
Now here is the last category, and this has been proven to be the only category that actually strengthens our bond with another person and helps us feel more confident and capable. This is the constructive active response. Constructive meaning it builds you up and active as in they are engaged. So this response looks enthusiastic. It's supportive. They likely make eye contact and it's genuine. They are authentically interested in what you're saying. So if somebody was being constructive active, they might say, this is great news. I knew you could do this. How do you feel about it? What can I do to help? And so they're celebrating and they're also asking follow-up questions. And they might even make a bigger deal out of things than you did. That's how enthusiastic they are. So in our made-up example here, Harold would put down his book when Sarah shares the news. It gives her a big smile and a hug and tells her, this is amazing. Rachel is so fortunate to get to work with you. You have really worked hard for a long time. It is so cool to see it paying off. You are going to rock that seminar. When is the date? What's the topic? What do you want to talk about? And so you can see how in that moment, Sarah feels even more excited about the opportunity than she might have been before she shared it. And that news is helping to make her partner energized too. So it's expanding the sense of enthusiasm. She feels validated and understood and closer to Harold. This type of reaction is trust building. It builds stronger relationships. This is what Marsha did for me at the example at the top of this call because she sent me an unsolicited email and was even more enthusiastic about that podcast episode than I was. I loved that episode, but I don't think I saw it through her lens until she shared with me her viewpoint. And you could see how this helps me feel bolstered within myself and also connected to Marsha in a deeper way. You know, in my personal circle, we're all pretty constructive, active for each other. The people that I'm around, we all make an intention of lifting each other up. But I want to give like a really important side note here. It was not always that way for me. And there have been times in my life where I have really had to been like, hit over the head in order to learn something. And I remember in my early 20s, I had a kind of a scary medical diagnosis and I was really worried about it. And I was worried that, oh my gosh, I might not have that much time left on the earth, you know? And fortunately, for a lot of reasons, that is completely healed and I'm good to go. But at that time in my life, I didn't know that. And I got really clear that I was going to have to cut anything out of my life that was sucking my energy because my body was going to need all the energy it could to heal itself. And I got a lot more conscious in that moment of who I was spending my time with, partially because I needed to heal myself and partially because I was thinking, well, if I only do have a limited amount of time on this earth, I'm not spending it at one more dinner with that person. (laughs) And I began to consciously lean back from all of the deconstructive relationships in my life, whether they were actively deconstructive or passively deconstructive. And I found my energy level begin to rise. Similarly, we find for people who are able to sustain, sustain living into their dreams and their goals that they also surround themselves with people who are more on the constructive side, ideally actively constructive. So here's the interesting thing though about this is that many driven women, we are excited to cheer other people on, but we don't always expect other people to be constructive, active for us. 
We are used to pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and getting things done with little or no help. That's our norm. But that makes me think, okay, if you haven't been capable of everything you've done with either deconstructive people or constructive passive levels of support, what in the world could you be capable if you leaned at the constructive active relationships in your life? Or you created some of those if you don't have them already. Now, I don't want this to just be hypothetical. I don't just mean, ooh, what would be possible? Let's talk about the science behind what we know happens when we are in a more constructive, active relationship. There's a term for it, and it's called capitalization. Capitalization is a term that describes the positive response that happens when you share about your success. So in that active, positive response that we were just talking about. Now, capitalization is really effective because when we're sharing a positive experience with somebody else, we are getting to retell and relive that positive thing. We are boosting its effects on us. So this leads to our positive experiences being more remembered and accessible within our memory. Meaning that when we do come across hard times or we do feel challenged and we really do have to rally, we are more likely to remember that we can, that we have seen good things happen before and be able to be more resilient. So check this out. The person sharing an experience that is capitalized, meaning when you get to share something that's important to you with somebody else who actively, constructively can hold space for it. Well, these four things have been proven to happen. Number one, there's a decrease in depression symptoms. There is an increase in daily self-esteem. There is an increased perception of having control over your own life, as in autonomy. And there is an increased positive affect, meaning you are more likely to express cheerfulness and pride and enthusiasm and energy and joy. And you don't need me to explain to you how feeling those things would help you live into your goals, right? Because when you're feeling resourced and clear and in charge of your progress, we feel energized. We feel like we can rise to the task before us. So we have a little tradition in the group coaching program I run, Reclaiming Time Studio. We call Wednesdays, Wednesdays, and we give all of the women in there an opportunity to capitalize, to actively get to share what's working well in their world and be cheered on in an authentic way by other people. And what we find is that this isn't just an ego boost. It's not just about getting a pat on the back. It's about leveraging a positive no matter how small, to bring about more and grander positive experiences. Because if I'm frank, change and growth is hard sometimes. It brings up all sorts of things. So we want to cultivate positive thinking wherever we can, when we aren't desperate for it. So we want to start practicing it when we have a win, so that on the days when we need it, it's there and available for us. Now, remember at the top of this episode when I said I have learned that I can't bring all of my wins or goals or dreams to everyone? Well, I say that because I have found that there are certain people that have the capacity to respond in an active, constructive way, like Marsha in my opening example. 
But just because somebody can't respond in that way doesn't mean that they're a terrible person and we shouldn't be in relationship with them. That's up to you. But we can't expect to bring a gallon of joy to somebody who's only got a teacup of capacity and expect them to be able to hold all of the good in our lives with us. Let me say that again. We can't bring a gallon of joy to somebody with a teacup of capacity and expect them to be able to hold it all with us. We want to start to begin to recognize, who can I bring this to that is going to get it? So here is the million dollar question. Of these four styles of response, which one do you do with yourself? What is your relationship to your own wins, right? What does it sound like in your own head when something is going well? What's the talk you have there? Without judgment, we're just noticing. Because I want to know what it might sound like if you were not just tolerant of your wins or of your goals, but you actually had your own back and were actively constructive. What if you took a screenshot of the next compliment you got from somebody and you made it the background screen on your phone so that it was there for you when you needed it? This is not bragging. This is not being pretentious. This is being real. The truth is, you're good at things. (laughs) You are. And sometimes you have wins. And when we're hanging around a bunch of deconstructive or only passive people, then we might not have a space to get to share those wins. We might not have an opportunity to capitalize on them. But that would still be lying to pretend that they're not existing, that these good things about you or good things happening in your world are not real is ridiculous. I have a friend who says, life has enough funerals. And I love that statement. Life has enough funerals because it reminds me that if you are a human being who lives long enough, there will be suffering. There will be challenges. There will be things we wished were different in the moment. So when we have an opportunity to celebrate, we must go for it. We must acknowledge it. So I want to hear from you. Tag me in a post on your social and tell me if you spoke to yourself the way you talk to your friends, what would you tell yourself today? Or another way of looking at that is if you were actively constructive on your own team, what would you tell yourself today? And I really encourage you, if you're comfortable, to post that on social so that other women can see it, so that they have an opportunity to know that it's okay for them to celebrate their wins too. Oh, I am so glad that we get to have these kind of conversations together. Remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep prioritizing what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.